good afternoon, good evening for all our lovely podcast listeners, if I have any of them, that is. As you all know, my name is Laura, Laura Hill of Novus Project Management, and here we have another podcast. Um, I have a lovely young gentleman with me today. When I say young, I actually don't even know his age, um, but I will let him introduce himself, and I welcome you to the Novus Podcast. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, the gentleman never tells, first and foremost. Uh, but I've I don't have to worry about that. I'm 31. So. Are you really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Adam. See a little baby. <laughs> I'm Adam. Adam Connor from uh, Court Collaboration. Development manager over there. Yeah, been with them now for about two and a half years. Adam, were you the um, the one that had to pull the short straw and come over and do a podcast with me? That's it. Yeah. First, <laughs> last, last in, first out. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting oh, me. You're more than welcome. So... Court Collaboration, one of our clients. Uh, how do our paths cross, as in Novus and Court Collaboration? Well, so Court Collaboration works on large-scale residential developments, predominantly in and around Birmingham City Centre, but West Midlands and beyond every now and again. And we we will typically use Novus. I think we are currently typically on, in a good well, way. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we are on all of our schemes at the minute, um, using you guys for our project management services. Fantastic. And all is well. So far, so good. All is well. Good. I've got no reason to believe otherwise. No, (laughs) nor me, nor me. No. So do you work on a particular project or are you spread thinly across all your projects? Uh, So, well, my main baby, if you like, is uh, New Garden Square, which we are working on. That's on the Calthorpe Estate over in Edgebaston. Um, so I started two and a half years ago, probably two months into my my role here at court, New Garden Square was put in front of me, um, and so that was kind of my my dry run, if you like. But it's still it's still Running. very much taking up my <laughs> yeah, taking up my day to day duties. But that's not the only one. Sorry, you're going to ask okay, me a question. No, yeah. So I was going to say, and I apologise if you did mention it at the beginning. What is your actual job title at court? Development manager. Development manager. Which is an umbrella term that covers a whole <laughs> host of sins, really. Um, yeah, it's kind of everything from, I guess, sourcing opportunities to initial T-boy. feasibility. T-boy, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's got to go through that at some point. Absolutely. Uh, less so now, obviously, in COVID times. We're doing less <laughs> T-runs. But what that's, a bonus. that's welcome, yeah. Um, yeah, through to the kind of number crunching and, you know, team management of consultants and planning and you know the list goes on really it's a bit that's, of everything which that's is a big umbrella which is interesting and keeps keeps things fresh at least yeah so it's good did you train to do that kind of role at university or anywhere like that um yeah absolutely I suppose you could say that I had some very in-depth training studying French uh, okay. at university okay does that come <laughs> into play now in your current role not very much no not very much to be honest with you no I haven't come across any French people since I moved <laughs> to Birmingham at all actually so yeah no um no, I, I studied French and philosophy at university. That's a strange combination. Yeah, don't ask me why. I couldn't really, <laughs> Damn. couldn't really explain. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just one of those things. I found it interesting at school. I had a okay. bit of an aptitude for languages. Um, fancied a year abroad as part of my degree. Oh, so there we go. Off I went. There it is. Um, yeah, and it, I just enjoyed it. Just enjoyed myself, and uh, you know, I sort of went through my childhood with that tack of do what you enjoy, do what you're good at, and you should. You know, if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Is what they say. 
But obviously now I'm not doing French or <laughs> philosophy. Um, <laughs> but you're doing what you love. But I'm doing what I love, yeah, still. So, yeah, from university I had to pick a career, obviously. There's not much um, not much scope for sitting under trees in modern day <laughs> and thinking. <laughs> why, uh, why is that the typical... Uh, French what? outlook of, uh, you know, that <laughs> if you try and imagine the Frenchman, he's sat under a tree. I know. Well, they actually, they have a name, you know, the, the full body shrug that you see French people do yeah. sometimes. They absolve themselves of all responsibility. They have a name, a word for that. It's called Le Mouf. Yeah. That's what they have. Yeah, that's what they do. So, yeah, it's a, it's a genuine thing in France. The full body shrug. I, I could say a little joke, but I'll save that to the, <laughs> for the pub, I think. <laughs> yeah, why not? The second drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so everything that you're working on currently, no French in there, no philosophy. Do you feel like you're learning constantly from all those disciplines around you? Completely. Yeah, yeah. Every day is different. Every day is something new. You know, I've had to deal with challenges on things from, you know, road construction to tree canopy radiuses and everything in between so yeah every day is different and it's kind of it's less about what you know really but it's about how you think in a way mm. um and trying to have a proactive problem solving attitude towards something because you'll never come across everything you know you can be in the game for 20 years and mm. something new will still pop up so yeah. it's one of those you've, you've just got to have the right attitude and the right mindset going into it um and yeah invariably we come out with the right solution excellent excellent that's really good it's very varied, I would say, that uh, working with you guys on the various projects because they are all very different, aren't they? As much as someone would say high-rise resi and that kind of thing, all your projects are very different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned New Garden Square. Obviously, that's one of them. Peculiarities there, I guess, are things like it's a leasehold piece of land which comes with its own challenges. Obviously, working with Calthorpe Hand in Glove for the last couple of years, they've got a 300-year-old family-run land holding business and so they've got a certain way of thinking and mm. and you know you've got to marry that up with what you're trying to do going into the future so that's interesting and you know, learning curve and then on other things we've got for example one east side so we've got um a planning consent for 51 story tower 667 flats going 158 meters into the sky uh which would be i think birmingham's first skyscraper or so i'm told and that had its own challenges. I mean, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as just in its title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, fairly, fairly evidently, it's obviously a very tall building. Um, I think by design, it's a couple of meters taller than the BT Tower, which is the current tallest structure in in Birmingham. And as part of the planning process for that, we actually had to change. We had to work with uh, Birmingham Airport to change the one of the flight paths across <laughs> the city. So just a little bit of coercion so, yeah, there. Just a little bit. Well, yeah. Did you um, just um, <laughs> you know? Monday through to Fridays, and maybe on at the odd weekend, not <laughs> fly it. that way. Yeah, we're p paving the way for other people <laughs> to do the same, though. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of what we need. You look at places like Manchester, obviously, they've got something like 40-odd skyscrapers or, yeah, yeah, or it, tall towers. And it works in other cities, doesn't it? Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. it's just one of, those, one of those things, one of those hurdles you, you jump, and then everyone's better off for it afterwards, I think. Very true, very true. So, sorry, where did you go to university? Nottingham. Nottingham. Ah, yes. good old Nottingham. Yes. So, I remember spending my 18th birthday in a nightclub in Nottingham, but oh, yeah. I don't remember what the nightclub was called. That's probably good then. Yeah, yeah, it was a good <laughs> night then. <laughs> very true. 
Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, not to comment on uh, how near or far ago that was, but um, uh. yeah, I mean, the big the big night when I was there was Ocean on a Friday. Okay. If, you, if that rings oh, any bells no. at all. Uh, down near down near Broadmarsh at the front. Chris would know. He, okay. Many a night in Nottingham. Yeah, whereabouts yeah. in the city centre was it? Oh God, no. We'll ask. We'll <laughs> ask Chris, you. and we'll yeah, definitely testing me. Definitely, I was just a young spring chicken in them days. But um, fantastic uh, night out though. Nottingham always was yes, really good fun. Yeah, yeah, and good for shopping. Yeah, true. Oh, what was the shopping centre called? Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Because yeah. Broadmarsh is demolished now. That's gone. Oh. By the train station. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't near a train station. No, no. I think that was Victoria, and then that was the new yeah. one. By Burger King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Laura says, yeah, nods. That's it. Just nod and wave, as they say. Nod and wave. The famous Nottingham landmark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of many. One of many. Yes. So three years were you there for? Uh, well, yeah. So I was in Nottingham for three years. Obviously, I had a, a year out. I was in the, oh, course, a little yeah. town called Chambury, which is nice. two hours from the Alps. Oh, so are you a skier? I am. That's part of the reason why I chose to go there, actually. Uh-huh. I, had, I had the option between... My, my plan B was La Réunion, if, you know, if you've heard of that. It's a little tiny island out in the, out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. Off the coast of Africa, I think. Oh. And it was one of those. So I chose either relatively close to home, skiing. <laughs> okay. Or a little island in the sun somewhere. Um but I think the, the downside of the island was that you could only be there for six months. And so I'd have had to uh, go somewhere okay. else, so it would have yeah. been a bit of a faff. Um, so, yeah, ended up there, which is brilliant. It was a great, great time. Was, oh, I bet. Yeah. What more could you ask for? No, exactly. Um, and funny enough, when I was there, it was the time, I don't know if you'd recall, because it probably was a bit removed, but they it was 20, 2010, 11, and they were having huge riots all over France that year because of the... Oh, I don't recall. That was when they raised the pension age. <laughs> and so naturally, they raised the pension age and all the youth go out and riot everywhere because they said the old people were sitting in their jobs for an extra three years. <laughs> and they were all very angry about it. So, yeah. That was my first ever experience of being tear-gassed. <laughs> oh, uh, have you had a second experience? <laughs> no, no, my first and only, but yeah. And I wasn't involved in the riots, obviously. I was just sat outside <laughs> a pub. <laughs> and this huge cloud of tear gas came past here. It's very oh, unpleasant. Don't, nice. don't go searching for it. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. But that, it didn't put you off. No, no. Not no. Really. No, it's great. So your French uh, qualifications came in very handy. They did at the time. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, ever since then, as I say, I haven't really used it very much. Which is, is a shame because... Being able to speak a language fluently is is cool. It's nice. It's like a uh, party trick, isn't it? These yeah, this a bit. It was good while it lasted. <laughs> and most people would probably say that they can pretend to speak a, f- a foreign language just by. Yeah, um, like, I think like Chris would go ho he ho. Yeah, not to be stereotypical at all. No, no. Uh, yeah, it was one of those. I think I think the the line when I knew I was sort of thinking and. French was when I started to dream in French, which, yeah, it happens. It's, it was a weird thing, but it's good. Yeah, it was I great. wonder if any of the listeners can relate, or now they all want to take up French. Well, yeah, anyone who can speak it will know what I mean. But, um, oh. It was odd. It's, you know, you're just immersed in it all day long, and 
I guess that's how the brain works. It just repeats I, it back yeah, to itself in your yeah. sleep. Yeah. I could tell you something really boring, which I am going to, and Go it'll, it'll probably get edited out, which is fine. <laughs> I used to do shorthand. So when I was did all my um, qualifications back in the day, very, very long time ago, 25 mm. years ago, shorthand was one of my skills, which I still use now. But because I was doing it so much, people would talk to me, yeah. and I'd be converting it into shorthand in my brain. Yeah. So I, I understand that feeling of... Yeah, yeah. Immersing yourself, but mine's not as fancy as yours. Is. Well, it sounds French fancy, dreams, Adam. I know, but some people have the the absolute privilege of being raised in such a way that they can speak two languages, which you know, just oh, by nature did, would be wonderful. Didn't happen in my house. Would be wonderful. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good if you can. It's good if so, you can. Um, was there? Did something come from your childhood that you wanted to do French? I don't know. Maybe. I mean. I've seen your your list of questions here. I don't know if we're going to okay. get onto it later on, but um, it was actually possibly when you said, "Is the question is is there anything you were forced to eat as a child?" See, I I've not asked anybody Maybe else not. that question, Adam. And from it's, working with you, yeah, so closely over the last couple of years, there has to be something. Well, this is it. You see, so it's potentially a life changing thing that happened to me. In as far as I was raised a vegetarian. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's Which a shocker. Which is a shock. Um, but yeah, so my mum's a vegetarian. Still okay. is. Well, actually she's not. She's a recovering vegetarian now and she eats steak every now and again. <laughs> um, but that's another I conversation. Yeah, she, she, she felt that she didn't have very much energy. Started eating Needed steak again iron. for the iron. Yeah. And is doing laps now, so she's great. <laughs> Um, I hope your mum listens to this. <laughs> I can send her the link <laughs> yeah, after. I think I will personally. <laughs> <laughs> but well, she'll remember this story as well then, because it was okay. uh, probably the moment that she knew she'd lost the war. But um, I had, so I was raised as a vegetarian up until probably 10, 11 years old, maybe. Okay, that's a real struggle. So no burgers, no McDonald's. No, well, no, but you say no burgers. So that that was the food that I jotted down. Was she used to give us meat-free burgers? Yeah, and meat-free frankfurter sausages, and actually. The sausages were okay, okay, and I probably would eat those again, but the burgers were just awful. Um, so in fairness to my mum, she was trying to give us a bit of variety with them. Thought they were, not being a meat eater herself at the time, thought they were a decent stand-in, but uh, unfortunately they weren't. Um, obviously, before <laughs> I had meat, I was none the wiser. Yes. Then we went on a holiday to France, as I say, 10 or 11, and so the whole family and a whole host of other people had a day white water rafting. Right, okay. um, in the Dordogne, I think it was. And then halfway down, you know, through the day, pitched our, our canoes up at the side of the, the river and um, this, the French bloke who was leading us all set this barbecue up. And obviously the French don't understand vegetarianism. Yeah. or they, they certainly didn't, anyway, back then. I wouldn't have wanted to say, sorry. I no, <laughs> no. And so, uh, and obviously we're all, you know, English, don't, polite, don't want to say anything. And... He was cooking lamb on his barbecue, and I was a bit nervous because I obviously I'd never had yeah. meat. So it's like, oh, you know, am, I, am I going to like it? Am I allowed it? But we were all so hungry, and that was basically all there was there. I had this lamb chop, and <laughs> I still remember it now. It was yeah, the best on your lips. the best piece of food I've ever eaten in my life. Um, and yeah, then I started when we went home. I started demanding having lamb Mother, chops, no. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, the fight was lost on that day. Wow. Okay, so everyone in the house was vegetarian then? Yes. Mum didn't do you know, specials she, for she anybody. She did fish fingers. 
Okay. For, okay. for anyone who wanted them. Yeah, which, okay. Which we did, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fish is not, not alive. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we could have a massive a, vegetarian debate. There's no, soul, there's no souls in the sea. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, that was it. But no, no one got any special treatment. We all had the same. Oh, okay, that's, that's strong-willed, that is. Well, yeah, dictatorship, isn't it? It is, but then your poor mum lost on the return. She did, did with everybody. Everyone, I mean, my, so my sisters are two younger sisters. I think they are slightly less um, meaty than me and my brother, but yeah, that's the way it goes. You can't win them all, <laughs> or any of them. Yeah. Zero for four. Yeah. <laughs> do you look back on your childhood and have very fond memories? I do, absolutely, yeah. Um, we were one of those probably slightly strange households where, there, despite there being six people in the house, it was always very harmonious. We never kind of, we never thought about anything from memory anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all just very, you know, very placid people for the most part. Which you are. I will definitely agree with you there, Adam. You are probably the most laid back young gentleman that I know, which is a real lovely trait in in this industry and sector that we are working. But I would say there was a healthy balance, three males, three females in your house. That might have helped. I think so, yeah. My my brother, who's three years older than me, is very... Kind of, he's a very good role model, anyway. Um, and he would have been in, in whatever household he was in. He's very kind of, very mild mannered, very, very clever, very sort of studious, and all the rest of it. So he, he paved the way for, for the rest of us to have a bit of an easier ride. Um, good lad. Yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some quite funny, or potentially quite sad stories about my brother's childhood because oh, no. my parents were very strict with him, and they basically learned off the back of their experiences with him that they probably didn't need to be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, bless, so bless him. him. So he he forged the way for us to be um, to be well looked after and not not too strictly because my parents didn't think they they sort of needed to. Necessary. Which, yeah, That's nice. To the way. So uh, what part of the UK was home? Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, oh, of I, course. Sorry, uh, you have said that. Before. Yeah, I was born in Sidcup in South East London. Okay. Um, yeah. And then when so when I was two, my brother was five. My parents were out on a dog walk one day in autumn. And you were born in the forest. No, no, I was two years old. I was already alive. Um, and they decided on that day that they had to leave South East London because okay. it was autumn. Dog ran into a big pile of leaves. And then my brother just said, where's that bloody dog gone? And I said, that's it. We're leaving. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> no. And that was it, yeah. So then we moved down to Bournemouth. Two sisters were born down there. And yeah, that's been it. My parents are still there. So yeah, that was that was home growing up. Ten minutes from the New Forest and twenty oh, minutes from the lovely. beach. Yeah, really nice. nice. So, did when you were old enough to leave home? Did you soon leave home or? Uh, well, I did. I, I suppose I did the very typical standard route of school and high school and university. Um, I didn't take any time away or do any travelling particularly because I thought I'm you know, going to France for part of my degree that so it's all already embedded in that your was head. already there and then yeah from there I uh, graduated university in 2012 moved home 24 hours later after my graduation I got a job offer oh wow in West London so and then left the next day so my mum always jokes that I was home for a grand total of 48 hours after university before <laughs> Um, before getting a job and, and moving out, which, you know, to be honest, 
these days with the average age of people staying at home, I would have thought was positive. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how was working for Burger King in uh, London? Tough, tough times, you know. Uh, free food, but brutal hours. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am joking, guys. Sorry, Mum, if you are listening. I, we know he didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> I didn't work there, no. <laughs> Honest, he, he left home for a good reason, I promise. Yeah, yeah. and then I went and worked for an estate agency in um, Ealing, West London. For long? For three years. Yeah, 2012 to 2015. A good stint. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, that they were... I've always worked for very non-corporate companies, would say in as much as they're small either family owned or yeah exactly yeah yeah. with a nice little niche to them and yeah that's it so I was one of four people um in my first company I was basically their sort of first hire of someone that was either not married or (laughs) uh, or a friend you know you were their risk I was the risk (laughs) yeah whether it paid off for them I've no idea but it paid off for me well three years is a long time yeah that's true they put up with me for three years um and they so, helped me get my first flat, so... Oh, well, there you that go. That was good, yeah. Got you on the property ladder. Yeah, that's it. Would five-year-old Adam have approved of that um, little life journey? Possibly, possibly. My, well, my dream around my life from kind of five years old wasn't work-related. I don't think... <laughs> I wasn't one of these yeah. people that thinks about profession, Um as I say, I went through my whole childhood doing what I enjoyed. <laughs> and <that laughs> invariably wasn't working. Um, yeah, I was playing football the week leading up to my finals at university because it, yeah, it was sunny. Um, but yeah, when I was five, all I really wanted was to own uh, a castle in Scotland. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and now I've got goosebumps. <laughs> that's still still slightly in the background. Yeah. 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 Any particular part of Scotland? Not really. I actually don't know Scotland as well as I should. My grandmother is Scottish, but okay. um, I've, I only really know kind of the West Coast, Argyle way. Um, and I've been to Stirling and Perth on the other side. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I need to explore it a bit more, really. How many turrets would you have? At least four. It's okay. got to be one on each corner, you know. Are you going to grow your hair just in case, <laughs> you know, so you can Rapunzel it? Like a proper laird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking more Rapunzel. Oh, right, I see. <laughs> what, when I get locked in there? <laughs> uh, ideally, that won't happen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so when you're living in your castle, will we have a whole entourage of chefs, butlers? Ideally, um, ideally. Like but I'll settle for one butler called Barton. That'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Even if his name's not Barton, I'll call him that. <laughs> so for all the Beauty and the Beast fans out there, are you Beauty or the Beast? Oh, I'm definitely the Beast. Definitely the Beast, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, let's let's get a tiny little bit um, serious because it, it's a question that everybody talks about: pandemic, mm. COVID, all of that. I remember us having a proper laugh, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, you're going on holiday and you have to self-isolate. <laughs> and this was I remember January, February last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I was in Singapore mm. in March last year. Um, and my, I was originally due to come back, I think, probably the 26th of March, I think it was, uh, which at the time was four days after we the UK was officially locked down. Mm. So, yeah, there was a bit of a, a frantic trying to get on a different flight out of the oh, country. Oh. I was on the fourth last flight out of the country. Oh, ooh, I've got a few <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
So, I mean, imagine it. I would have been stuck there for quite a long time because the Singaporeans are very ruthless with it. But, um, yeah, I know. Everyone was laughing at me saying, oh, it's a bit of a lark, isn't it? You'll be you'll be shut in for 10 days when you come back. It yeah. all seems a bit of a bit over TT. But, yeah, I know. Look where we are now. And, yeah, would you believe, looking back, that that would have actually happened? No. And how I've... Every time I think about it, I think, how naive were you, Laura? But, but I guess, in a sense... Lots of us were, and we just everybody was, yeah. Yeah, no one, no one knew. No, no. I mean, how could you? Nothing yeah. like this has ever happened in, it, in no. our lifetimes. So, no. and I hope it doesn't happen in too many other people's lifetimes. Completely. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, some early on, some people were saying that this is like our generation's world war, isn't it? Almost mm. like we've got to pull together as a community, and yeah. instead of thinking about ourselves and what we want to do, we've got to act on behalf of. Of everybody else, yeah. which is, yeah. which in a way isn't, you know, it's a nice sentiment, and it has been nice to see when that has happened. Mm. Um, hasn't happened everywhere, I would say. No, I I agree, yeah. and yeah. and I think in some senses, and I don't mean to get political about this, but you know, sometimes people are, oh, woe is me, this has happened to me, da 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 da, da. Mm. which it has. But everybody's lived it. It's not just yeah. There's so many stories that contribute to the big story. Yeah, completely. And we've all needed that mm. element of help and nurture and assistance. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, I know it's difficult, isn't it? Because you, know, you can only really live your own experience and yeah. see things first and foremost from your own point of view. And and I must admit, I've been very lucky. So my fiance Claire and I bought a house um, out in the sticks, actually. In well, we moved in in January last year two months before we were all locked in and the timing could not have been better um, because you know we had we moved from zone three in London to this nice you know, nice house four bedrooms with Cross, yeah. with a bit of space around us and yeah. it was absolutely the ideal place to be to be locked, locked in. in yeah um, yeah could you could you actually take your brain to that moment of, of being in London and locked in well, I mean, again, we would have been fortunate for, for Londoners because we had a nice, um, you know, relatively big ground floor flat in in the northwest of London with a with a garden. And when I say a oh, garden, okay. it's probably as big as this room, maybe. Okay, um, so a, li- a little so space. A, a postage stamp for everyone yeah. else in the country. But for London, it was, you know, palatial. Yeah. Um, so we would have been okay. But, uh, yeah, it would have been a lot, lot worse. Because, mm. you know, for the whole thing of just going out for a walk, you know, for an hour a day, as it was back in lockdown one. Oh, remember them days? I know, yeah, I we would have had to go down yeah. to the park with thousands of other people. Yeah, and it just didn't make sense, I suppose, no. in that sense, did it? So, yeah, so I, I mean, I totally get your point. It's You do get some people that absolutely don't have a right to be complaining about it when there are some people that are in you know, situations where they, they can't get to some space near yeah. them and... It's a shame, isn't Trapped it? Trapped in, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so. a real shame. Now, you know me, Adam, and I know you quite well. We often turn to food conversations. Mm. You've done the burgers and the vegetarianism, which I think is brilliant. I just, I can just imagine that <laughs> battle with your mum, although she probably thought, no, I'm not going to win this. What's your go-to hangover food? Oh, that's really easy. That is... Um, Pepsi Max, okay. or or standard Pepsi. I don't, I don't, not too fast, but it's sugar. Uh, packet of salt and vinegar crisps. Oh, man, after my own heart. And probably some sort of bar of Cadbury's chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
it's a bit niche. The trouble is, you you know, there's a very real danger of the overeat early yeah. on if you go too big too soon. Uh, I know some people will say, you know, full English is the way to go, and, and they're probably not wrong, but it's got to be at the right time. Yes. You can't dive in too soon with yeah. particularly with egg. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Um, so yeah, that's that's my go-to. I remember once um, once all I had was uh, pasta and red pesto. Took a bit more effort than a packet of crisps, but that was all I had in the house. So. Oh, okay, and needs must. I suppose. Needs must. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. is what it is. You just got to survive, haven't you? Sometimes. You d- definitely. What were you a bit of a chef as a uni no. student? No. 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 I mean, uh, my repertoire, as I say, is probably plain pasta. Great, I can grate some cheese on it. <laughs> oh, well Mix done. Mix in some pesto. Uh, make a mean bowl of cornflakes. Oh. Mm. What's it's the right Le- milk ratio. Left, ha- left hand with the milk or the right hand? Um, right hand. I, I can't right. believe that I actually did the action for no, it. No, you did. I, you. I wouldn't have understood the question <laughs> otherwise. Um, yeah, right hand. I'm right-handed, so I've got more control over the, the milk ratio. Okay. Sugar as well? No. Nope. No, just... No, just... Oh. just oh. Well, yeah, you say that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, I used sugar- to have three bowls of cornflakes a day, so I'm not sure that's health. No. Health freak. Yeah, if you, when added, I was, if you added sugar. When I was 16 and 17 and growing like a bean pole, <laughs> I used to have a bowl of cornflakes in the morning, one as soon as I got in from school, and then one again before bed after dinner, after my meat-free burger. <laughs> Give so me can some you blame cornflakes, me? please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, proper Kellogg's cornflakes? Or I know there's other um, reputable There are other brands, other brands reputable yeah. or not. Um, yeah, ideally. I mean, nowadays, I can stretch to Kellogg's cornflakes. I was never a, ca- a cornflake fan, but I'm not a massive cereal fan. Okay, I was going to say, what would you go for? Yeah, instead, no, nothing. If you had to, if you've gone to your head, maybe crunchy nut cornflakes. Strong, but a bit sweeter. Yeah, you know than normal cornflakes. But I do know someone that used to make a bowl of cornflakes, pour the milk on, put knobs of butter oh, on no. it. It makes me want to, <laughs> <laughs> and pop it in the microwave. Okay, and then eat it. Wow. Yeah. Should we move, moving on. Move on. Yeah. Spoken about cornflakes more than anything else. <laughs> What's the worst meal you've ever had apart from that meat-free burger? Ooh, oh, actually. I know. Actually, I know. Oh, go on, go on. I know. I was on a lad's holiday in Portugal when I was probably 23, 24. Okay. And I was trying to be adventurous um, for some reason. On a lad's holiday? For some reason, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's 8 o'clock in the evening and still hungover night before yeah and about to get ready to go out again that yeah. night and i was having a look down the menu and i thought let's go for some sort of you know it's on the coast in portugal so they're gonna have good fish and mm-hmm. stuff like that um and so i didn't know what it was because <laughs> culinary experience Knowledge, at that point was yeah. it was not very good uh, and i ordered cuttlefish oh okay which when they came out on the plate as t- small squid looking things yeah uh, yeah, um, that almost finished me there and then. So, anyway, I, I looked at it. I went green. The waiters laughed, took it away, and brought me a steak. Oh, good. So lads. I didn't eat it, but that would have been the worst meal of my life. Have you ever seen a cuttlefish like coming out of its shell? No. Do you remember ice poles? No. Oh, you are a baby. <laughs> You've never had an ice pole. You mean like, like a lollipop? Yeah, like a. Like um, not the milky ones, yeah. No, no, they were mini milks. Mini milks. I was trying to remember the name of them the other day. Um, so An ice pole, no. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it was a bit like squash frozen in, in a plastic sleeve. Okay. Blue, yellow, green, all the horrific colours. Yeah. That our parents probably wouldn't let us eat. Yeah. But I think ice pops, I think they were called as well. Mm-hmm. But they... So you'd well see this. I'm not going to go any further because this is wasted no, on you. No, how disappointing well, this is. I imagine, I imagine it's disgusting. Is what you're getting at. Watching it come out of its shell is it's weird, horrific. Sight. Yeah, but it reminds yeah. me of when you push a, an ice pole or like a clippo. Yeah, yeah. Through uh, oh, okay, through right. the tube. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Sh- should have gone more re- retro. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, awful in life, awful in death, <laughs> awful on a plate. Just don't have cuttlefish. <laughs> I'm sure it was very delicious, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact sure. that the waiters laughed at you says a lot. Mm. They saw you coming. They saw my suffering. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Now, um, are you a Sunday morning TV fan? No. Good. I don't have time to be, unfortunately. Ah, uh, the house taking up all your time. Yeah. Yeah, the aforementioned house is a bit of a project. And, yeah, even though we moved in two years ago, it's not finished yet. And in the meantime, we've got two dogs, one of which, uh, in fairness to us, we was not a lockdown puppy. We didn't buy him because of lockdown, but timing-wise, he was. Okay. And the second one, which who we got earlier this year, um, was a rescue actually. So he was oh. he was a lockdown pup in Dubai. Oh wow! And Gosh. Yeah, so we got him through a charity um, who have links with Dubai, and um, yeah, we we picked him up. Bless him, he was six months old, turfed out of his house and sent to kennels, and then they realised that they're not going to rehome them in Dubai again, so they bring them over to the UK. And oh, wow. Yeah, so bless him, he's, uh, he's a bit nervous still of people, because yeah, I imagine I he was imagine. a bit roughly handled, but mm. uh, he lives in a, in a field in Worcestershire, so he loves it. Wow, well, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, names of said puppies? Max and Paddy. <laughs> and that's not by design. We got Paddy first. And Max came with a name, but it suits because also Claire's from Bolton. So oh, brilliant. <laughs> People brilliant. think that's the reason, but yeah. Oh, that's we great. Paddy first. Yes. No, that's good. <laughs> I love that. So my question about Sunday mornings yeah. was we sometimes have um, Sunday brunch on, on the telly and it just kind of is on once mm. we're doing whatever. And they do a an element, which some people get this question on my podcast, but I actually love this and I think you will enjoy it because yeah. you will struggle if you didn't already know the question okay it's a biscuit related question which i know you have a bit of a penchant for biscuits i do yes king of the tin means your favorite biscuit ever you only get one choice Mm -hmm. crumb dungeon is your worst biscuit ever that you'd never eat again okay so what are you going to put in the crumb dungeon adam so just before i answer the question Oh, we've, have we got any legal issues with mentioning brands? Are you that, that no, far No, I, th- I think um, might be okay. I think my uh, solicitors will be all right <laughs> with that. Fine. Okay, Rich Teas. I'm with straight, you on that. Straight in the bin. Okay, do you remember the last time you ate a Rich Tea? No. It was probably only a handful of times because they're just tasteful, tasteless. They are, and lots of people biscuits. put them as their king. I don't really understand it. I mean, no, me. I get, I get it if you know you're a dunker and you put them in your tea or whatever, mm. but that's to give it some taste, isn't it? Yeah, but what if it falls off? Exactly. Then you've got chunky we, tea. Well, no, you've ruined your tea. You can't. You don't go there, Adam. No. Don't drink the tea. No, well, quite right. Okay, so moving on, king of the tin. King of the tin, I would say, is the you know the foxes extremely chocolatey. They're called that. They're the, like the cookie circle. ones, the big cookie ones. Oh. Yeah. So they come in a pack of probably six biscuits. Not that you've counted. Big, 
thick, proper cookie ones. Ooh. They're very good. If you haven't had them, I would highly recommend them. I think I might get some. Are they like double dipped in chocolate or are they just a cookie? So, no, so there's cookie with chocolate chips in and then a layer of like one half oh, one. top dunked kind of thing. Nice. Very good. Yeah. You can get some of those. Good. I Fav- can recommend. Okay, favourite chocolate bar then? Ooh, depends. That, that's a mood thing. That depends. So, um, probably the standard ones, you know, dairy milk, Cadbury's dairy milk is a good one. But then if you if you want something slightly smoother, you go for a galaxy. Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a milk chocolate fit. fan rather than a dark or a white chocolate fan. Okay, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, can't abide fruit and nut. There's no place for it. That's like putting... Thank you, Adam, Connor. <laughs> All the listeners... I now have an ally in my life. Yeah, there's no need for it. I mean, it's only it's only outdone in the poor scale by putting whole nuts. Yes, that's worse. Oh, oh no, no, I like whole nuts. No, whole Sorry, nuts I worse. Think, no. no, because the raisins save it slightly in the. No, in the fruit that's the nut. bit that ruins it. <laughs> oh right, no. scrap that. Let's edit that bit. Yeah. So I mean, that's it. So Snickers for that reason as well. Nutty, basically nuts. I'm just not a big fan of um, putting nuts in chocolate. It's like putting pineapple on pizza. For the Hawaiian there. fans again, yeah. sorry, but that's incorrect. So political with our conversation. <laughs> I I completely it's really hard hitting stuff here. Laura. It is well, it it's one of those thoughts where you just think, oh, I've heard of this Adam. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about him. Oh, mm. do you know what? I might give him a bell and go for a coffee with him next week. Yeah. Oh, do yeah. I go for pizza with him? No, because I like pineapple on my pizza. <laughs> I don't, guys. Usually controversial. <laughs> it is very controversial. Very. <laughs> So okay, let's um, let's talk about more controversial things. Favorite car? Are you a car guy? I'm absolutely not a car guy. Actually. Oh no, controversial. I'm, I don't know whether that's a rare a rare thing, and I don't know whether it's more rare in the property business. I, don't I think know. it's very rare. That's why I'm. I think it's controversial. Yeah, I think people would be very surprised at that. Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember standing outside uh, outside a pub with Mr. Novus himself and. Um, Alex Court and a couple of other people, and they all got very in depth with a. a I this remember car, that, that car. night. Yeah, that was a said Mr. Nova's birthday. That's right. Yes, last year maybe in between lockdowns. And I was I was very lost very quickly because I, I don't know, it's not, not, not that interested. No, unfortunately. Well, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, or yeah. or neither here nor there. But yeah, so just nod and wave moment. Nod and wave. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good move. Good move. Chuckle at the right times and that sort of thing. I'd like to know, Adam, if you had a dinner party. Oh. You could invite five people, dead mm. or alive. Who would you invite? Uh, I would invite five live people. Would you? <laughs> well, yeah, you can't have them <laughs> dead at the table, mind. Depend- <laughs> Depends on who's cooking, mind. No, who would I invite? I could crack a joke about your mum there. but Who I would have them? Oh, yeah. That reminds me of Ricky Gervais' joke. I don't know if you've watched Ricky Gervais. I do. I do like a bit of Ricky Gervais. About the peanut allergies. Have you seen that one? No. In his most recent stand-up. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. Well, it's a whole skit, really. But he talks about whether whether he'd rather invite Adolf Hitler or a a child with a peanut allergy to a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) And you can imagine where it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, your dinner party, Adam. So my dinner party. <laughs> I, I would try and think of people who would have interesting things to say yep. um, and interesting stories, really. So someone like Louis Theroux, yes, who's deliberately gone out and kind of spoken to very interesting, very weird people throughout his whole life. He would he would probably be one. That's a good show. 
and also the way that he talks to people he would obviously get get the crazy out of them i'm sure uh so he would be one um i don't know why genghis khan is in my mind because again a pretty big name he's he's been about a bit um and the fact that he is he's now i think something like 16% of all mongolians are genetically related to him or something wow. ridiculous like that yeah like he had quite every a, day's a school day quite a few children that he definitely needs a TV. <laughs> or, or would have been And you would have thought he was busy it. enough as well, <laughs> yes. ransacking everyone. <laughs> Very apparently not. He was into his pillaging, though, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. yeah bless him. Have, oh, um, go on. I've got a very quick question to in which is connected to um, Mr. Khan <laughs> himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Bill and Ted. Have you ever seen it? Bill and Ted? Yeah. No. What's that? Oh, Adam. You need to educate yourself, and I'm sure there's many a listener now. Yeah, maybe one or two. Uh, going, you need to watch. Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, and another chap, and I can't think of his name. Bill and Ted's um, bogus adventure. There's three of them, but watch okay. whatever the first one is, and the second one. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Genghis Khan is in one of them. And <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's my little. We'll make it sound great on the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you might need to do some editing in a minute because I'm going to have to think about these next ones. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't... Who else? Who would want to sit next to Genghis Khan? Think of that. Um, Yeah. Put Eddie Izzard next to him? (laughs) Trouble is, I think Eddie Izzard would deal with him too well. There wouldn't be enough (laughs) controversy there. No, he'd be quite interesting, I think, Eddie Izzard. No, 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 no. (laughs) No. I forgot the microphones were on then. <laughs> it's fine, you can edit it out. Go on, what were you going to say? I meant in the sense that he would um, he would instigate different conversations and steer them into argumentative moments right. or like real good conversational pieces. Yeah. But I was going to say he'd poke them. <laughs> you know, like when you poke a fire. Yeah, 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 poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Well, okay. Good. Another one I've I've mentioned earlier would be probably Ricky Gervais, actually. Okay. Yeah. Good entertainment value. Um, also, obviously, fiercely intelligent and outspoken and would be interesting, I mm. guess. Yeah. Um, what did you think of his series with Carl Pilkington? What, The Idiot Abroad? Yeah. Did uh, you like them? I only watched a couple of episodes, actually. I oh, don't know. Okay. I, I, I found it maybe slightly contrived. Because... I do, I, I sort of have followed Ricky Gervais mm. and I sort of have followed Carl Pilkington along with him because yeah. they did a, they did one of the very early podcasts kind of before podcasts mm. were a big thing. Yeah, they, d- yeah, they did um, actually. With The Guardian, I remember that. In fact, I've got a few of those episodes on my old-fashioned iPod. <laughs> what colour iPod have you got, Adam? It's a white one. Oh, it's okay. Spinny, yeah, yeah. spinny wheel one. Did you have like a nice pink one or a... Aqua green one. No, no. I think I think it was pre having the choice uh, of colours. To be oh, okay. So it's old school. Um, we have a lot of money now, probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. I th- I feel like in in that maybe there's a bit of acting going on. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Because yeah, I know Carl Pilkington is an idiot, but can he be that much of an idiot all the time? I don't know. Mm, that's true. That's true. Okay, so that's three people around your table. Two more. Yeah. So we've got. Louis and Ricky, who are what probably left wing, mm. Genghis Khan, who's most definitely right wing. <laughs> um, 
who else would be good? I, d- I wouldn't want to have Trump because I think he would be actually oh, quite God. boring. Yeah, no way. Um, who else have we got? Have you noticed how little you hear in the news about Biden, though? True. Yeah. It's refreshing, though, I think. It's very, <laughs> completely. We, we thought this coming in, listening to the news this morning, because mm. Biden was obviously mentioned because he's yeah. entered the country. That's true. And uh, heading down to the G7. We said, oh, well, yeah, you never hear anything about him, which is really quite nice. You yeah. know, it's be nice to know how he's getting on and all that kind of thing, but it's not the drama that no. follows him. No, definitely not. Which is refreshing. Which is good. Fifth. Um, well, fourth. Fourth, sorry. Fourth. I'd, I'd Queen, Queen Boudicca. Okay. Of the Celts. Would you put her next to Genghis Khan? No. <laughs> no. They would be opposite sides <laughs> of the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she would have some interesting stories to tell, I'm sure. I'm fighting the Romans. She'd probably find you a good castle. <laughs> she would. Yeah. Yeah. She would, actually. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Know the lay of the land pretty well. She would, yeah. Um, and then... And then... George Washington. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Founded the New World. Yeah. Good on him. That's a good mix. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, there's some interesting topics of conversation. Yeah, there. that would. And then little Definitely. old me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> Definitely. So we've we've not talked about sports really, apart from you mentioned football just before. Yeah. Do you much sport? Um, not as much as I used to, and not as much as I'd like to. But I mean, since I moved, it's you became an adult. I became a bit of an adult, which is sad and a shame. And I will get back to being a child again. Um, I just need to find a team <laughs> who will let me play with them. Um. Yeah, I I started, so at school I was, well, I've always enjoyed playing football. Um, I'm one of the slightly curious people that doesn't really follow football, but I love to play it. Okay. Um, sport in general, really. But uh, yeah, so I've always been into football, played a bit of rugby at school, went to university, was my was in my halls of residence team, and then left, moved to London, found a five-a-side team, carried, okay. it all, carried it all the way through, really. So I need to find another five-a-side team, so if anyone out there plays for a... <laughs> Five-a-side team, he's in a player. Um, Worcestershire area. Yeah, in the Kidderminster area, classically trained centre-back. Um, <laughs> but can also be a reasonable utility player, six foot two. Uh, and my name's Adam. I'm 100 kilos at the moment, but that could come down uh, if required. <laughs> I love it. Reagent. Yeah. Um, uh, do I get commissioned on this if you get signed <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anyone's willing to pay me, I will <laughs> yeah. give you some of that, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I love football, but not playing as much of it as I'd like. Um, I've got a home gym. Okay. Got myself a home gym throughout was lockdown. Was that a lockdown thing? Okay. Well, it it was, again, from the timing, but I, I'd already started it. Um, Had every intention. Absolutely. Yeah, Do you yeah. use it? Because I've got a home gym. I was in the gym last night. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. So, yeah, I've built it up slowly over time. I had a few bits that I moved from London and then... I've got a bit more space, as I say, where I am. I've got. Uh, it actually used to be a, a sheep pen. Okay. So it's like a little outbuilding, and I've removed probably forty centimeters worth of old crusty hay that had condensed over time. Oh, nice. Not been and moved for years. A little, little bit of poop in there as well, no oh, yeah. doubt. And yeah, a lot of that. Moved that out of there, and then turned it into my gym at the beginning of last year. So it's yeah, been, been great. So oh, what's that? stuff would you say you kept quite a healthy lifestyle during lockdown um yeah actually not too bad i think i made reasonable use of 
kind of having a bit of extra time, not commuting, um, to yeah, to get in the gym and and do a few bits. So yeah. Oh, I'd I'd go back in time and start again. I would if, as well, to be honest. Oh, and that's it, just one. Of, thinking back too on it many now, bad habits. <laughs> well, thinking back on it now, it's it's like where did the time go? You yeah. Know? Last yeah. year was just a complete blur, wasn't it? Yeah, and as much as we feel that we've lost eighteen months to kind of two years of our lives. Mm. It has flown by. It has, yeah. Yeah, I agree on that one. Definitely. Yeah. So, football was the only sport that you excelled at. Um, probably the most. Yeah, most. I mean, it's the one I've spent the most time doing. Um, as I say, I played rugby for a couple of years at school. I I've never enjoyed it, but I was drafted into the school cricket team. Okay. Yeah, um, you kind of got the look. Unfortunately, yeah, I was just just that raw talent they needed. Um, <laughs> reluctant, <laughs> uh, um, and then actually, uh, I did a bit of athletics at school as well. Just a bit of the high jump, I was a bean pole, two hundred meters, a few of those bits. Yeah. Scissor? Were you a scissor? No, no, it was. You we had pads. It wasn't that long ago. So we had crash mats. <laughs> there was crash mats it in wasn't my the, day wasn't as the well. Pit. And I did a scissor kick <laughs> when I did high jump. Thank oh, yeah, you. No, we I could. I don't think I could the ever flip trust top or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I think I was a bit too much of a scaredy cat, if I'm honest, well, thinking about that. Yeah. No, it was, it was good fun. Though. All we're on the, on the subject of health and fitness. Is that another beer? Not in this fridge, but I can get you oh. one in a minute. Okay. Let's do one last we'll have question. A, a, brief, a brief break. Yeah. <laughs> one last question because cause we've spoken a little bit about childhood, and, and not everybody does, but mm. it's quite nice when adults talk about such positive childhoods. And, and I imagine if children or more puppies, fur babies, are on the cards, yeah, that childhood will be handed down and it will be a very similar childhood, which is really lovely and quite unique yeah. these days. Yeah. Christmas lists. So was Christmas a, a thing in your house? Because in some people's houses it's not. True, yeah. Uh, no, very much a thing. Very much a thing. We Again, I suppose my parents, because there were four of us, mm. they were they were never massively extravagant because... Cost of four, four of children is, yeah. uh, is a lot. And we would always, because there was the most of us in our house, we would be the epicenter for relatives coming to us and stuff. So, okay. Oh, nice. So nice. my my mum, bless her, probably didn't enjoy Christmas as much as the rest of us. Not roast? She would refuse to cook the turkey. Okay. My grandma used to come and do it for her when she was down, but she had my dad and my uncle, so she would swap. She would only be with us every other year. Right. So we would only get a turkey every other year. And then it was, again, in fairness to my mum, she would do chicken breasts and um, eggs in blankets. Okay. Oh. So proper sausages. Few. Yeah, yeah. Few. Um, okay. So it, yeah. Christmas was an amazing so day then. It wasn't anemic. <laughs> uh, so that was fine. Um, but yeah, so, so apart from that, I guess, you know, we never wanted for anything let's put it that no, way no I, I imagine but it wasn't so, like we got lavished with yeah which I think is way. I think it's right to be honest definitely but was there ever anything on your Christmas list that you always wanted and never got there was actually yeah I had a good think about this one so um, when I was six years old and this this is a brilliant piece of parenting by the way okay from my mum when I was six years old I really wanted a lizard I wanted a pet lizard okay um and we even went as far as actually having a look in the pet shop at Gecko's. Okay, yeah. And my mum was very careful in explaining that you do realise that they need to eat flies and they need to eat live 
animals as their food and you'd be looking after it and all this sort of stuff. And I thought, yes, yes, I understand that. And then she said, okay, great. When you're 12, you can have a gecko. <laughs> and then, of course, by the time I was 12, I'd forgotten all about it. Didn't want one. That's amazing. Oh, that is very... So that's a very good tip. Would be parents is just, just put them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just double their age and say, <laughs> have it there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that always works these days. I don't, I wouldn't want to well, be. Well, possibly not. I, I don't know. I mean, I get the impression that people cave to their children mm-hmm. a bit too much these days. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have any children myself. I'm, I be, but I bet you cave to the puppies. I am better at it than Claire is, actually. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I rule with a bit more of an iron fist. She does. I bet you make them do tricks. Uh, you can't have that till you've done this. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And one of them, so one of them is a pointer, and um, pointers are very vocal, actually, yes. which I didn't know before. Lots of lovely singing. Lots of, I call it gas leaking. It sounds like <laughs> a gas leak. And he is obviously, he's got this slight negative side effect through lockdown of never being left alone. Oh, and so separation anxiety. Yeah, so he can't be left alone now. So even if, even if you're in the different. It, if you leave him to go to a different room, he's okay leaving you. You can, yeah, you can yeah. Run, he's in control of that. But if you leave him and you close the door, he'll sit there with his paws touching the door and making a sound like a gas leak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which absolutely. sounds wonderful and cute, but after a few minutes, it is. Oh no! I, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So no, there's less capitulation from me than there is from okay. my better half. But yeah, so I'm imagining with. I, in theory, I know kind of how you should treat children. <laughs> in theory, childline, just um, get ready for it in later <laughs> years. Yeah, well, in practice, it's only thirty-one. I know. Well, I'm expect we're expecting our first one. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Twenty-eighth of August. Chris. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Thank you very much. Lockdown puppies and lockdown babies. Oh, I know. Oh, awesome. I didn't know. No, well, we completed Netflix in December, so. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> what are you making a I've, note of there? To smack Chris. Okay, with that hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, only joking. I'm sure, as busy Mr. Novus is, he meant to tell me that. I'm sure. Um, no, I didn't so there you go. that. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very that's much. That's really lovely news. Yeah, yeah. I bet your mum is thrilled. She is, yeah. She's got two grandchildren already. My sister's had two, but um, yeah, she she Maybe couldn't be more her pleased. Baby boy. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm her second best. Uh, no, her best second son. As I like to put it. <laughs> yeah. It's classic middle child, isn't it? Yeah. That I've got no, exactly. yeah. no unique position. No, 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 no. <laughs> none at all. No. Um, Adam, it's been really lovely to have you in the podcast studio this afternoon, yeah, likewise. this That's evening, even. And um, we've been rattling on for an hour. Have we? Yeah, yes, very nearly. Very good. Um, so Mr. Novus will be ready for a game of pool. Wonderful. Now, I would imagine, so you can beat him. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.